the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He spent over 40 years in and around the restaurant industry. He's been an owner and an operator. He's a member of the Colorado Restaurant Hall of Fame. For over 30 years, his radio shows have been keeping you updated on the ever-changing Colorado restaurant scene, where he invites you to join him, both on the air and for meals at area restaurants. He's Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show on News Talk 710 KNUS. It is Saturday, September 2nd. Happy to have you aboard. It is the Saturday of Labor Day weekend, three-day weekend for many of you. I hope you are enjoying it thus far. It's been a wild week, you know. Dennis Prager was in town. I'm going to recap that here uh, maybe in the next segment. But Dennis Prager was in town. He was at the View House Restaurant, his third annual cigar night. It was great. It was a lot of fun. And no, you don't have to smoke cigars to be there, but, you know, it was really an awful lot of fun. He's so eloquent. He's so soft-spoken. He's so eloquent. He just does a wonderful, wonderful job. I got a chance to spend about five minutes one-on-one with him, as I usually do when he comes to town. And I said, you know what, Dennis? You give people my ideas, my positions, my political stances, my social stances, but you do it so much more eloquently than I do, and uh, I just want to thank you for that. So he was in town. View House put out a wonderful buffet, uh, carving station. Man, that prime rib, that was really, really good. Uh, put a little horseradish on it, put it on a nice bun, had a nice sandwich. And they had a cheesecake dessert that was absolutely killer. <coughs> it was really, really good. Then, of course, the next night... We had the super blue moon. Did you get out? Did you look at it? it you know what? I, 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 get, I don't know if it's any bigger or if it just looks bigger. Or if it, I'm not an astrologist. I'm not an astronomist. I don't know. But uh, anyway, it was absolutely beautiful, and it was kind of fun to share. You know, you text your daughter, you text your kids, you text your whatever, and just kind of share it a little bit. Then on Friday, yesterday, We've got a group going to Mexico for the restaurant show, January 10th to the 17th. Yeah, we leave this Wednesday for a group, but we announce it in January. you got to get out of here in January. Can we all agree on that? 10th to the 17th, we're going to Cabo San Lucas. And Warren Erbson, the travel agent for the show, put together a nice package, and, you know, people started booking. 
Well, all of a sudden there was a sale. We'll tell you a little bit about it. He said, Mike, I've changed your reservation and saved you $380. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then yesterday, got word today, that the old parrot had himself, Jimmy Buffett, passed away yesterday, born on Christmas Day, 1946, in Pascagoula, Mississippi, a town that absolutely loves him. Uh, there's a Jimmy Buffett Bridge, there's a Buffett Beach, and much, much more. Home is still there. You can visit it. You can see it. I have done that with my daughter. Uh, passed away, and uh, that was yesterday. Died among family, friends, music, and his dogs. So rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. We're going to play some other bumper music with Jimmy Buffett here as we get started. And then finally today, have you heard? See you, <laughs> Coach Prime. 45 to 22, they spanked TCU down in Fort Worth. I'll bet you didn't see that coming. Vegas has CU at three and a half wins for the season. Well, they're 33% of the way there. Let's take a break and come back and recap the Dennis Prager event on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. But I don't want to go Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered with oil Strumming my six-string On my front porch swing Smell of shrimp ever couple hours uh, you know he was iconic and you know a lot of people looked at him and think of him as just a you know the coral reefer band and but he was a true professional he was a true businessman you know he only had one number one song ever but sold millions and millions and millions of singles millions and millions and millions of albums um you know, he actually wrote a couple books. Where was Joe Merchant? Uh, just kind of fun novels. He also became an actor, uh, rocking and rolling on a Livingston Saturday night. Yep, he was in that. And uh, and also, as far as a businessman is concerned, got to the point where he had about 150 Margaritaville restaurants, uh, not only restaurants, but T-shirt shops. And he also... Uh, you know, he, he was just—he was just a—you could tell he was a good guy. Um, he had married young, got an early divorce, but then married his uh, second girlfriend, and they've been together since 1977. They have three children, two children biologically, and one they adopted. They adopted a boy. Um, I just think that when I think back to his concerts and how much fun, when you think about how he wanted to be remembered. Um, I think that, uh, I, I think that you know, I just got done delivering a eulogy for a uh, family, for a friend of mine, and I said, you know, it's kind of, you want to make an impression. You want to have made the world a better place because you were there. And Jimmy Buffett 
when asked by Rolling Stone magazine about four years ago when he was uh, when he was uh, just out on tour, they said uh, they said how would you how would you like to be remembered? And um, let me see if I can find this quote. I think I can very quickly. He said. Um, he replied that he would like to be, when he was asked by Rolling Stone how he would like to be remembered, he replied, he had a good time and made a lot of people. He said, that would be good. I would settle for that. So anyway, that was Jimmy Buffett. Uh, I'll tell you what, this one hurt. I, I, I was shocked. I, I expected Jimmy Buffett to go on and on. You know, he also started a retirement village in Florida called Margaritaville. And it's a city, it's a village. And he was quoted as saying, I, I never imagined that people would want to live there, um, but it's tremendously popular. And uh, probably a bunch of 60, 70, 80-year-old parrot heads that just love listening to Jimmy Buffett music and wearing their Hawaiian shirts. If you've never been to a Jimmy Buffett concert, you're obviously not going to get to one. But if you've ever been to a Jimmy Buffett concert, it is as much fun as you can have with your clothes on. I've been to many of them. Took my daughter to her first one at Fiddler's Green when she was about 10 years old. Uh, if you ever want to introduce your children into the reveille of people drinking copious amounts of beer, um, Jimmy Buffett concert was the way to go. I mean, it was just it was just unbelievable the amount of fun that people were having. Corona, he partnered with Corona Beer, and Corona Beer had two percent of the American market. As soon as they began partnering with Jimmy Buffett, they went to seven. 17%, from 2% to 17 of the beer market. And you know what? Well, when you think about uh, Bud Light, when it used to be number one, now you think of Modelo, you think of Coors Light and the wonderful job they do, Miller Light, Corona, 17%. It went absolutely nuts. So anyway, rest in peace, Jimmy. Uh, we're going to do a couple of other things to eulogize you throughout the next couple of hours. All right, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Last week, we took some phone calls, and I mailed everybody. It's been in the mail. I got them out late this week. Maybe you received it. Um, two sub-sandwich cards for Jersey Mike sub-sandwiches. So uh, um, I don't know if I haven't figured out if I'm going to give anything out. I haven't figured out if I'm going to do that tomorrow between 10 o'clock and noon, but if you'd like to uh, give me a call, I would love to hear from you at 303-696-1971. All right, I got a call from a friend of mine. Well, this morning I got a text message from a listener whose grandchildren go to Texas Christian University, TCU, in Fort Worth. And his message was he showed the grandchildren and uh, of course they're adults if they're in college and um, he said uh, he showed a picture of them and said hmm getting ready to watch TCU put a hurt on CU well being the <clears throat> stinker that I am I sent back after the game I said hmm didn't get a chance to watch how did it come out and to his credit CU 45 TCU 40 and uh, you know 
I got a call from a friend of mine, and he said, you know, I think that this is the biggest sports story in Colorado since the Broncos won the football, since they won the Super Bowl. And I said, well, you know, the Nuggets might take exception to that. The Avs might take exception to that. And he said, yeah, but that was expected. He said, this is absolutely fabulous, and they're on their way, and they're going to do very well. Well, like I said, Vegas has them at three and a half wins for the season. I don't know. They played very well today against the TCU team. <laughs> Pardon me, but uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we've got plenty more to talk about. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. Heading out to San Francisco For the Labor Day weekend show I got my hush puppies on I guess I never was meant for glitter rock and roll And honey, I didn't know That I'd be missing you so Come Monday by Jimmy Buffett. He wrote that song for his wife. Uh, she was back at their home in Florida, and he was on tour, and uh, he missed her terribly. And uh, they were quite a couple. They yeah, they had a couple of rough spots. Who doesn't? But uh, anyway, so he wrote that song. Come Monday. I've uh, been four lonely days in a brown L.A. haze, and I can't wait to get home. So, anyway, uh, Jimmy Buffett passed away yesterday at 76 years old, and uh, if you have any thoughts on that, I would be happy to hear from you. 303-696-1971. In the next segment, well, we're going to try to get a hold of Warren Erpson, the official travel agent for the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, doing a fabulous job. God, where was this guy years ago? I knew him back in the 80s uh, when he handled my personal travel, but I drifted away, and now I am with him handling our group trips, and he has done a remarkable job. It's Labor Day weekend. Did you know that there is no taste of Colorado for the first time since 1983? You know what the taste of Colorado is. Started out at Civic Center Park. Uh, it's a free festival, three-day festival. Uh, you got to buy tickets if you want to get the food. People will go down and get those massive turkey drumsticks that they had at the uh, Taste of Colorado. And it expanded, and it got into uh, a lot of music. Uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful event. I haven't gone much in recent years, but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it back in the 80s and the 90s. And I'm not sure why they are not having it. All I know is that... Uh, they are not. Now, they've talked about doing some smaller events uh, periodically, maybe every quarter. I don't know about that. I'll try to keep you posted on that. But, yeah, Labor Day weekend with uh, no taste of Colorado. Now, if you want to head down south to Colorado Springs, maybe check out one of the great restaurants in Castle Rock or some of the great restaurants in Colorado Springs. Either give me a call, I can give you some suggestions, or you can send me an email at mike at mikeboyle.com, and I can uh, give you a couple suggestions there. The Bloom Festival goes on Labor Day weekend at Memorial Park on the well, I'm gonna, the east side of the central part of downtown. Um, 
It's been on round for quite some time. I was actually, when I was on television down there, KKTV Channel 11, uh, the new news doing restaurant features, uh, the community relations lady <coughs> asked me if I would meet with the <coughs> organizer of the Bloom Festival um, because uh, she just wasn't happy. The you know People would show up early in the morning for the liftoff, and then everybody would leave, and they'd come back in the afternoon for the descent. And she wanted to know how to keep people around. So I went to lunch with the community affairs director for Channel 11 and the organizer of the Bloom Festival. And um, when it was explained that people were leaving, how did we keep them around, I said, sell beer. And I'm telling you what you'd have thought that I killed her puppy. I'm, she said, this is a family event. I said, well, I'm a family guy, and I like to drink beer. And I'm not talking about going to a sports bar and pounding them for the Bronco game. I'm talking about relax, have a beer garden, let people enjoy themselves. Well, she thought that that idea was absolutely preposterous. They have since moved her along. They have another organizer in the Bloom Festival. Yes, you can go down. You can get down there at 5, 5.30 for the ascent. And then you can maybe go into town and maybe go to the Urban Egg, a daytime eatery, get yourself a nice breakfast, and then go back, sit on the grass, listen to some music, have a couple cold beers, and wait for the balloons to come back down. But that is a nice, enjoyable Labor Day weekend event that you might want to participate in. Um, Labor Day, I had lunch this week at India's Restaurant. At 8921 East Hamden, right over by the Kennedy Golf Course, 35 years, owned and operated by Chris Kapoor. And he said, will you please remind, Indians don't take time off. (laughs) They just work. And he said, I want to let people know that I'm open for Labor Day. I said, well, Chris, you're open every day. He said, yeah, but I want to remind him I'll be open for Labor Day. They have a wonderful buffet, sixteen ninety five Monday through Friday. That's what I enjoyed. I had the sog paneer and the chicken tikka masala and the vegetable pakora. And uh, anyway, he said, but on Labor Day, we're not going to have the buffet. We're only going to be open for dinner. So if you're looking for a place Monday, uh, you know what? He actually has a really good following for something like that. People get used to it. They know about it. But if you're looking for a place to go on Labor Day, that might be a good idea. Also, I would suggest that you check a little bit um, about whether or not a restaurant's going to be closed on Labor Day. Um, you know, when you come to some of these three-day holidays, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, uh, sometimes the restaurants decide to take the day off, give the staff a break or whatever the reason is, but uh, that might be something that you want to check coming up this Monday. 303-696-1971. Um, I've made it very clear my contempt for the public school system. Did you see that school in Colorado Springs this week? Colorado Springs, when I went on the air down there 28 years ago, it was the 94th, 95th largest market in the country. With the rapid expansion of their population, Colorado Springs, El Paso County, they are now 40th. Well, I'm just going to tell you something. 
anybody that didn't know about Colorado Springs or know where it was, learn this week because of those people at the Vanguard School. It's a charter school, but it's still a public school. We have policies. A 12-year-old kid on his backpack, minding his own business, had a don't tread on me patch. He was immediately told that it represented slavery. It was racist. It was worn by the Confederacy during the Civil War. It was started in the Revolutionary War. And they suspended him from school. And the mother said, not my kid. And she went after him. And all of a sudden now, Colorado Springs and the Vanguard School down there made national news. <laughs> it was all over the news. And if you saw the videos of the school administrators who, I'm telling you, it is absolutely frightening to think that these people are educating your kids. Am I a private school advocate? Yeah. Can you afford it? You know what? If you make, if you want to make, if you want to make it available, there's plenty of schools, plenty of private schools that are very, very, whether they're faith-based or whatever, they are affordable. So, uh, you know what? Denver Public Schools, you know they closed this week, right? They closed, uh, was it Thursday and Friday? Because it was too hot. They don't have any air conditioning in the schools. My goodness. Can you imagine how many air conditionings they could put in the Denver Public School System if they didn't have so many layers of administrators and DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, vice presidents and vice principals, that type of thing? Anyway, I got a kick out of it. You know, my daughter went 13 years K-12 through Catholic school education, came out of it well when she applied for colleges. The college admission director said, we know where she went to school. We'll take her right now. But, you know, it didn't matter if it was hot, cold, snow days. They didn't want you to jeopardize your safety or your child's. But they said, we're open for business. We're going to be here. And if you can't make it because you don't want to drive on icy roads or it's too hot for your kid to sit in the classroom, that's fine. You're still going to pay for it. And we expect the work to be done. So contact the, I, you know what, I just, I, I get a Vanguard school in Colorado Springs. Just look it up and see how they treated this young man. He was on Charlie Kirk this week, much, much more eloquent than the school administrators. That is for sure. Zero tolerance. We've got zero tolerance. You know, we want to make sure zero tolerance. Anyway, 303-696-1971. I leave Wednesday for Mexico. I'm taking a load of baseball equipment that you have provided. Um, I'm going to go over that a little bit. I started in 2004 taking equipment to the Dominican Republic. Started with just a couple baseballs. And it obviously expanded into sponsoring teams and taking care of equipment and going out to villages with no electricity or running water, helping them get their baseball program started. The school's down there. They don't have any money for that. And then when the shutdown hit, I started doing it in Mexico. Well, I'm going to go this week to Mexico. And a week from today, I will be in a place called Voidolid. And I'll explain a little bit about that to you, either when we come back or throughout the course of the show. And I'll tell you what I am taking and what you have provided. All right? And it's a bunch of stuff. It'll be about 400, 450 pounds of baseball gear. 
Try to get that checked in. Try to get that through customs. I'll tell you all about it. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. All right, so I want to tell you how much baseball equipment I'm taking down this Wednesday. Uh, In 2004, I took, in 1986, I went to the Dominican Republic on the North Shore of Puerto Plata. And you could tell that they were just baseball crazy down there, but they weren't to the point they are now where every major league academy, uh, every major league team has an academy down there. They scour the continent, the uh, island, I should say, to find uh, qualified players, sign them at 16 years old, bring them in, put them in class, make sure they get their English uh, lesson, make sure they get their high school diploma, and see if they can develop them into future uh, professional baseball players at low A, high A, double A, triple A, and obviously hopefully get to the majors. Well, it has the second highest number of players in our major leagues we have 300 million people the dominican republic is 10 million so that tells you that they've got some great skills look at every major league roster and you will see it's littered with dominicans but they don't have any programs in school because they don't have the money for those things they don't have sporting goods stores down there if you don't have electricity, if you don't have running water, if you're just trying to figure out how to have dinner, you probably don't have enough money to get baseball equipment. So started taking it down there and made a couple contacts, got lucky. I contacted Dick Monford, the owner of the Colorado Rockies, and I said, uh, I told him what I was doing. And look, I, do I know Dick Monford? Yes. Does he know who Mike Boyle is? Yes. Do I go to his house for Christmas? No. Do I send him a Christmas card? Absolutely not. But he put his people down there. He's got a vice president of international relations at the academy. He's got coaches down there like Pedro Estacio. Remember the old Rockies pitcher, Pedro Estacio? And uh, he's got a community relations director down there. So the coaches would reach out to some of these towns and – they would find these villages, um, and um, we would take baseball equipment out. And so consequently, um, we, we had a tremendous impact. And I always say we take the highway to the road, to the dirt road, to the field, and that's where a lot of these 
players were. That's where a lot of the equipment wound up. They would make a field with a machete, and it's gone on and on and on, and we've had a tremendous impact. Tens of thousands of dollars of baseball equipment down there. We take used baseball equipment because, you know, I'm going to be taking this week, I'm going to be taking 75 gloves. That's a tremendous expense. But I don't want to have two or three or four new gloves and then have to figure out who gets the new glove and who gets the used. So I have good used gloves. And you've gathered up for me over the years from Goodwill, garage sales, uh, maybe it was your old high school glove. But this stuff is great. They're playing with sticks, bottle caps, milk cartons for gloves. So it may not be what some kid in a youth program in Denver would like, but it's good stuff. And we've been doing it for a number of years. I went in January 2020. COVID hit, shutdown hit in March. And I said, well, I'm still going to do it, but now I'm going to do it in Mexico. A guy suggested that, a guy I know down in Mexico, down in Playa del Carmen. And uh, help me get in touch with the people. You know, Mexico has a very vibrant Mexican league. Uh, the club in the Yucatan area, the Cancun area, is owned by Fernando Valenzuela. Remember the old Dodgers left-hander? Anyway, so we got started. And, <coughs> and <coughs> you know, we were doing 200, 250, 300 kids in the Dominican Republic. Well, the first time we did it in Mexico, we had about 50. And the second time we did it, we had about 75 or 80. And then we had about 150. So it's growing, and it's doing very well. But what I've decided is I've got 75 gloves. I've got 200 balls. I'm going to Big Five and buy more new balls. I've got over 70 bats, got batting helmets, got catcher's gear, masks, five sets of catcher's gear, and also got shirts and other other stuff, shirts for the coaches, some jerseys for the kids. You know what? They may not know what the jersey represents, but it doesn't matter. We're just having a good time with it. So we're going to take all of this stuff on Wednesday. Um, the whole group will go right to the hotel. Everybody will stay there, relax on Thursday, relax on Friday. Then on Saturday, uh, Mike, Angie's husband from Grinelli's Pizza, will. Um, we're going to get in a car. We'll load everything up. We've got a driver, and he's going to drive us out to a place called Voidolid, uh, V-A-L-L-A-D-O-L-I-D. And it is the second oldest town on the Yucatan. Uh, it was founded in 1543. Uh, Merida, or Merida is the way it's actually pronounced in Spanish. Merida, up on the northern coast, was founded in 1542. And um, it's a beautiful historic town, but we're going to meet a guy there that will then take us out to some of these Mayan villages that are very, very poor. They would like to get these kids involved. I, can we agree that if kids are involved in sports at any level, that they are better off than if they're just sitting around in their house in this country playing with their computer. I don't know what they're playing with in a place that doesn't have a lot of facilities in Mexico, but at any rate, so we've done a wonderful job. We is you. Uh, you're the ones that have supplied this gear. But 
I have decided this is a good place to stop. It's been 20 years. I was 20 years younger when I started. Uh, the equipment has gotten, gotten 20 years heavier. <laughs> um, you got to try to get it on a plane. You have to try to get listeners to agree to check a bag for you. I have three. I get three 70-pound bags with my United status, but that means I've still got about another four or five bags that weigh 50, 60, 70 pounds. So uh, a lot of nice listeners have agreed to either pay for a bag or use that as part of their baggage allowance. Then when I get down to Mexico. It's a little bit different than the Dominican Republic. In the Dominican Republic, I've done it for so long, they kind of know. I've got a letter from the Rockies that says, uh, please welcome this guy. Well, in Mexico, I guarantee you on Wednesday, when I'm at immigration and I'm trying to make sure that I've got my group, I haven't lost anybody, get everybody to baggage claim, get everybody to get their bags and get out and meet our transfer, I will grab a cart that will have about eight duffel bags, and there's a pretty good chance I'll get stopped. And I'll be asked to go into customs, and I'll be asked to try to explain uh, what all this equipment is. I'll show them pictures of the kids and the places that we've helped in the past. And uh, so you just kind of hold your breath, but uh, it's worked in the past, and I hope it'll work this week. But please, and when I think of all the people that have supplied equipment and all the people that have given me money to go to Big Five and to go to play it against sports to fill in the gaps, I really appreciate it. But you know what? No more baseball equipment, please. I've said this over and over that I'm done, and it's been year after year after year when I haven't been done, but I've decided that this is going to be the last hurrah. And when I go to Cancun, I beg your pardon, when I go to Cabo in January... Um, it is going to be a nice, relaxing trip where I just take my little wheeled roller bag with flip-flops, swimming trunks, and about three T-shirts and not 450 pounds, 400, 450 pounds of baseball equipment. 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. A couple of other things. Um, You know, I've been taking some road trips. And I want to, um, I've shared them with you on the air. You've been very involved in those road trips, in that wherever I was going, you've called and given me suggestions. You've called on the air. You've called me personally. My cell phone number is on my website at mikeboyle.com. Or maybe you sent me an email or a text message. But I finally got around. I'm not doing a good job of keeping my blogs I don't have them on a schedule on the website, but I looked at my last blog post was September 27th of last year when my daughter's company, Gusto Mexico, uh, took us to the wine region of Mexico. So I've written one on road trips throughout the Southwest, talked a little bit about New Mexico, Arizona, California, found some interesting stuff, but... uh, the webmaster for the show, he's a little under the weather, but as soon as he gets back on his feet, he will get that posted, and uh, we will have that available for you. I'll share some of the pictures. 303-696-1971. Tell you what, let's take a break, 
And we're going to go to Evergreen here in just a moment when we come back and uh, talk a little bit about the Don't Tread on the Flag. And right? El Paso, Marty Robbins, out in the West Texas town of El Paso. We'll be right back on The Restaurant Show. With his passing, like I said, that hurt a little bit. And uh, is there anybody else that you could think of uh, in your personal world that has passed away an entertainer? Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, uh, we could go through a lot of them, that really you felt moved you and or had the impact of a Jimmy Buffett not just on you, but on the public at large. All right, let's go to Dee Dee in uh, Evergreen. Dee Dee wants to talk a little bit about the Don't Tread on Me flag. Dee Dee, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I'm, I'm a retired teacher in the charter schools, and they, by the way, are public schools, and um, they, for the most part, do not um, act the way that Vanguard School acts. Acted. That's very rare um, Thank goodness. in the charter school world. <laughs> but I just yeah. wanted to can, say, can, can, I mean, can we agree? Can we agree on that, Dee Dee? Thank goodness. Oh yes. <laughs> but I just okay. wanted to tell you these doofusdorfs <laughs> who are running um, Vanguard uh, School didn't know their history. I mean, the Gadsden right. flag was, you know, it was from 1775. It has nothing to do with race. It was telling the British that, hey, we are united together because that was the symbol of the um, the rattlesnake coiled up um, back then in the Revolutionary War of the 13 colonies. And we were saying to, to Britain, hey, we are united together. Don't step on us. We'll fight back and defend our freedom. And that was the purpose of that. And so... Um, by having that on his backpack, it's a symbol of history, and it's a symbol of what our 13 colonies stood for, and it has absolutely zero to do with racism. In fact, Ben Franklin even used it for his join or die woodcut that he made back in 1754, um, just also as a warning for Britain to say, hey, we want our freedoms, and don't step on us. Well, you know what? One of the things that I'm going to take exception to with you, Dee Dee, is you said you're a retired school teacher. Yes. We need you to get back in the game there, lady. We need you to get (laughs) back in and and teach. Can you imagine? You know what? I suppose, you know, I think the world should be better because you passed through it. Now, maybe... (laughs) 
the people that are tearing down a statue of Robert E. Lee or the people that are desecrating some national monument. Maybe they feel like, maybe the people that want to name Mount Evans, Mount Blue Sky, maybe they feel like they are um, accomplishing something creative and noteworthy. But you know what? I, I, it's scary to me that the people on the video from Vanguard School in Colorado Springs you know, there's an old saying, Tolkien said, never should ignorance be proclaimed or shattered in the streets. And mm-hmm. here are people that knew absolutely nothing about what they were talking about. No, and they got it on video, and it's gone nationwide. I mean, I, I just can't imagine continuing to yeah, send your student to someplace like that. It's, I'm sorry, it's go ahead. Shame. They're making their school look foolish. Vanguard is making themselves look foolish, the leadership. I mean... Much ado about nothing, misinterpreting something, and going off the deep end. When that's a, you know, they they totally um, were coming after this innocent kid for doing nothing wrong. Well, and I do. I will say this: Jared Polis and I do disagree on occasion. Matter of fact, maybe <laughs> even on more occasion. And when Jared Polis shut down this state and said, you can't leave your house, you can't go anywhere, you got to do this, yep. you got to do that, I said, well, i got some news for you, Gov. I'm doing what I want. But Good I will say it Good for you. To, to his you, you credit. You probably know the N95 masks have, um, what is it, TVOC in it? Um, there's two um, very toxic you know what? chemicals you know, that are in them. You know, Dee the music tells me i got to go to a break, but I'll tell you this. Oh, okay. I didn't care because I didn't wear one of them. And so, <laughs> but the point is, is that the governor, to his credit, went on record as saying, these people don't know what they're talking about, and this flag certainly represents an important part of our history. Didi, we're going to put you on hold. We're going to get your mailing address, and I'm going to mail you a little something from the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, okay? So, Blake, put her on hold, get her mailing address, and we got to take a break for news, and we'll be back with another hour of the Restaurant Show on News Talk 710 KNUS. A retired teacher. We need you back in the game. We'll be back after the news. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 